This goes on for a minute and a half, but I don't know how to end it. What is it? It's the Godzilla theme. See, I'm a little angry now because I was expecting the Blue Oyster Cult song. I thought about that too. That's the one, man. That's yeah. the one you should have gone with. We can just do that. Go, go, Godzilla. Oh, no. They say he's got to go. Go, go, go Godzilla. Godzilla. That kind of fits. Yeah, it kind of does, but I don't know anything about music. You know, I'm going to jump ahead while we're here because I looked and I did work on it. There is no best boy that I could find for this movie. Well, it was in Japanese. How do you know? I kept. I went, you know, to the interwebs. Oh, I thought you'd learn Japanese overnight. No, no, I barely get by in English. This is still going. Oh, I know. I kind of like it. I it's feel like I need this theme music in my life in general. Oh, I had a theme song for myself once. I can't remember how it goes. Shit, I'm gonna be working on that. Whatever you're talking about this week, you do it. I'm going to think. Still going. Hmm. Go, go, Godzilla. Oh, no. Oh. There goes Tokyo. I was tricked into thinking that was the end. Aren't you the one who set this up? I cannot be held accountable for any of my actions, just like Gojira himself. Of course not. That was the theme for Godzilla. <laughs> We're doing Godzilla. And I think it should have been the Blue Oyster Cult. Go, go, Godzilla. I think it should have been longer. Oh, boy. Oh, you didn't do it. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Usually that's when you pop into that's what she said, and I roll my eyes at you. Oh, I see. I am not there because we're talking about Godzilla. So I'm thinking of bigger things. We're talking about Godzilla because Godzilla minus one comes out in theaters this week because we're recording this weeks ahead. So just go with me there. Okay. Comes out in theaters this week. You got me all excited for a minute. Like, I'm going to go see Godzilla. Kind of. It's getting uh, real good reviews. And it's a, it's a throwback to the style of movie of the original, where it's a serious movie, not uh, little Godzilla sons running around fighting. And not Godzilla being our hero. And no Matthew Broderick. Mm, I do miss the Matthew Broderick scientist. I almost watched that one, because I haven't seen that one, I think, since the theater in 1998. Not a good reason to watch it. Really, though? Yeah, it's bad. Weren't there, like, little raptor Godzillas? Like Jurassic Park-looking raptors? Probably. Yeah, they were babies. And I haven't seen it since the theater either. I remember Jean Renault was there, and I never saw him again. And much like gremlins, I think they committed a genocide on the whole Godzilla species with all the babies. I think that's a, I think that's okay. Yeah? Yeah. What, gremlins has taught us that? No, I think it's okay because they're murder, murderous little monsters. We've talked before, the gremlins don't murder that, that often. No, they and don't. they only kill the people that deserve to be toppled. So... In the 1954 Godzilla, yeah. when he's attacking Tokyo, did you see the part where there's the bird, like a bird cage, and he he stops? It's like you just see the birds in the foreground in their cage, and Godzilla stops, and he kind of looks at them, and he starts wrecking shit again. No. I think well, it happens. So watch it again. I think that the Gremlins are like lesser versions of Godzilla because Godzilla himself, he was angry at seeing those birds caged. He too is a liberator. Mm. See, and they're both kind of green. Well. Then I went down a hole there. Godzilla's not really uh, green. I saw Godzilla. He's gray. Yes. He's well, a, he's <laughs> very black and white, I feel. He's very, very gray in that movie I watched. And that is his color. He's charcoal gray in all movies except two. And those are the ones where he's green. 
and he's green and all except the two. You have to be very specific about, about what two, two means. Have oh, fun. Except two movies. Except like, two movies. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. and in all the cartoons and you know, like in posters and shit. I believe in the 1984 version where they kind of did a remake, kind of reboot of it. I think he's super green. Well, that might have been one of them. Yeah. That, the internet told me there's only two movies that he's green. What's your history with the Godzilla franchise? Pete, watching it on Fox on Sunday afternoons? Well, you'd be surprised to find out possibly, and I was saving this. As I'm watching this, I don't think I've seen this since I was a child, because I thought the 1956, you know, American version yes. of it with Reimber, that was in my head, yes. the original Godzilla. Yes. But I've seen this movie before, because I remember him, his skeletal remains at the end, as you yeah. think. I remember watching that when I was a wee little Pete. I've, my first experience was also with the Raymond Burr, Godzilla King of Monsters, American version. Right. Fun fact, when they redid it in 84... They made the Japanese version of Godzilla in 1984. In 1985, a version came on America where an older Raymond Burr reprised his role and they had another American cut of the movie that was also terrible. The American version's considered terrible? Compared to the I don't, original Japanese version. It's been a long time since I've seen the American one. Awful. Compared to the... Well, it's a guy running around a hotel room in English explaining what's going on as if it's happening outside his window. And like a War of the Worlds kind of thing, right? Like a cheap way to make it in English so people would go see it. Like a clip episode. Yeah, this movie wasn't in English, Pete. I know. I, You know what was weird, too? I'm sitting there watching it. I'm like, wait, so the second half is when they bring in the English? That's going to be weird. <laughs> it is It is weird when you're an American kid who grew up watching the American dubbed versions of Godzilla movies to watch a, a regular Godzilla movie. But um, did you know, Pete, I can read Japanese? No. I must be able to because I could understand every word they were saying on screen. <laughs> I sometimes would close my eyes because I was tired, and then I didn't know what happened, and then I woke up again, and Godzilla was doing fine. But what happened is Godzilla was coming. Yes. This is this is my favorite Godzilla movie, easily. I'd like a lot of them. My favorite, you know, is different. It's the best Godzilla movie, easily. Yeah, you talk about that a lot, like how much you love it. And I am a monster, like monsters yeah. are my thing, and you really, really like this movie. Why? Like, well, we'll get to that. But I love the really fun Godzilla movies and I love the really bad Godzilla movies. If yeah, you just made like a like a decent Godzilla movie, not interested. I'm trying to what are the ones then that are just decent? Like uh take okay, like the sequel to this one, the direct sequel to this one is called Godzilla Raids Again. Okay. Kind of boring. It's just kind of fine. What kinda does Godzilla just, do? He raids again. It's a <laughs> it's a it's another version of this kind of Godzilla who comes back two years later and he's he's the is he the same one? No, this one's dead. This one's a zombie Godzilla? No, this. he says at the end, I think there'll be more of these creatures if we keep our nuclear testing. But we stopped nuclear testing. That's what the movie taught us, right? But the movie made a lot of money. Mm. So in that universe, we kept on going. Also like this universe. Also, we didn't stop nuclear testing. I don't <laughs> it know makes a lot of money. About. I have no idea what you're talking about. I like, like, that one is just kind of like unwatchable to me because it's just like, the it's all, taking what happened in the first one, making it more boring. They don't get over the top yet. He's not fighting Mothra's and... Mecha Godzilla's. He's not Earth's protector. He's just a, a rehashed version of something that I've already seen done perfectly. Yeah, because he came and he destroyed Tokyo, and you saw that. And- I think that the American Godzilla 2014 is kind of a boring version. Which it's okay because it looks good. I like how the director makes the scope of it, but as a Godzilla story, it's just kind of like, eh. I like the sequel better. I like I'll Godzilla agree with Kong that. better. I'll agree with that. Today. I think it's too long, obviously. Yes, it's way too are. long. And it's it had the problem where they tried to make too much focus on the human characters yeah. when we don't care about the human characters. We've, we've discussed this many times. When we get to the Godzilla versus Kong, and it takes the characters from the Godzilla 
King of Monsters movie. Mm-hmm. Except they're having fun this time, so it's way better. They're having hijinks. hijinks. Yes. They're on hijinks. So they take like Eleven from Stranger Things, who's just stoic and boring in, in the the because the, the human characters aren't great in those movies. Right. But in the next one, it's like she's just jumping on ships and doing hijinks, and I'm like, this is way better. Finding secret tunnels, the hidden laboratories. They finally recognized how silly their situation is, and they treat it with the silliness it deserves because you need that in these movies. And. It's still fun. Like, they're cool yes. to watch. The fights are... Like, Kong versus Godzilla was a really fun movie. Loved it. And, like, if I was going to watch any of those American versions, that's probably the one I put on first. I'll put on King of Monsters second. Yep. I probably won't go back to 2014 Godzilla. I was thinking about how I would watch those. That's probably that's the order the kids like them in. Yeah. they want Because it, it gets away from the slow, boring human parts and get more of the fun, action-y sequences. So it seems like they're getting back to the slow, boring human parts in... Uh, Godzilla minus one, but it's supposed to be great. Well, it's, yeah, like you said, it's supposed to be kind of like the first one. Yes. Right? And I think these are the best human characters we ever had in any of these movies. In this 1954 yes. one? I, I will not disagree. I love Amiko. I love Dr. Sarazawa. Yeah, you do. You bring him up a lot. Like He's my favorite character in, in any a, kaiju. What movie. would he do kind of situation anytime you're faced with a moral question? I do, and I put on an eye patch. <laughs> you do. Old Cyclops himself. I do. That's how you know I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. That's how you know I'm thinking about something important. <laughs> You're in a moral quandary. He's my favorite character in the Godzilla movies easily, but that's not a controversial statement. Nobody can name like a third character in a Godzilla. I named the two people now. And Raymond Kyle Burr. And Raymond Burr. Chandler. And, and uh, Walter White was there for half of a movie. Yes, he was. And though, ooh, Scarlet Witch. Yes. She was there. And she was dating her brother in that movie, if I recall correctly. What? Is it her brother played by Quicksilver from the X-Men Oh movies? my gosh, that is correct. Yeah, so oh boy. She's dating her brother. It's well, a very strange movie. From what I understand, because I never read it, in the Marvel Ultimate Universe, they were getting together. Ooh. And Wolverine was like watching from the woods. It was weird. Could Scarlet Witch beat Godzilla? I think yes. I think no. I think yes. I Well, I think no still. You have not changed my mind. But if I say it a third time? I think yes. Maybe. Hmm. hmm. Bring up a lot of good points here. <laughs> so... Did you know, I told you this yesterday, so you should know, two days ago, <laughs> well, that's, that's Gojira, so you probably don't know, is a combination of the word Gorira, which means gorilla, and Kujira, which means whale. So his name translates to gorilla whale. A portmanteau, you say. It's a good portmanteau, though. Gorilla whale. Yes. Yeah, I'll buy it. And the star of the movie is Dr. Daisuke Surizawa, whatever anybody wants to tell you. He is the star of the He might not be in it that much, but he is the star of the show. Well, that's the whole ending hinges on him. It's, hey, that brings up, you saw Oppenheimer, right? Yes. Is that just a remake of Godzilla? No, I think that it's funny, though, that Oppenheimer comes out, they detonate the bomb in the movies, and guess who's back doing a serious anti-nuclear weapons movie? (laughs) Gojira. (laughs) Well, honestly, it seems like, again, if we're using the analogy for the hydrogen bomb kind of thing, this is, Shirozawa does it the right way. Like, he makes the choice that you're supposed to make, like. That's why he's the best character, because I, when I first saw this movie, but I don't know when that would have been. It wouldn't have been as long ago as you'd think, because again, I... It was for me. I was a child child. I don't think I saw this as a child. I think I saw all the funny ones, (laughs) unintentionally funny ones. Those were on all the time. The rubber-suited... Well, these are rubber-suited monster too, but they use it much differently. Remember in the 90s when Charles Barkley played basketball against him? That was Barney the Dinosaur, wasn't it? No, it was Godzilla. Was it? I swear to God it was. Maybe. Call in... Yeah, call in if you got an answer. You remember, Lorne Michaels calling. Uh, what was I even saying? You messed me up. When you saw it as a child. When I first saw this as or a child. Or an adult. As an, probably as a teen, late teen even, maybe. Maybe this was even 
post high school. It's possible I saw this in college. I was still mentally a child. Oh, still now. Yeah, I right. could have watched it for the so. first time and been like, I watched this when I was a kid. The first time I saw it, I was not expecting that ending at all because I didn't know men could make decisions like that. Oh. <laughs> For the greater good. I didn't know what sacrifice was. <laughs> Holy I, cow. I, I'm an American. I didn't know that you were allowed to do things and think of other people. And, and uh... <laughs> Okay. So I didn't see that coming. That, and it affected me very much. I can see that. You were just, you've accepted the way you were raised. It's like, well, got to use it. Guess we're going to be at war with this now. Right. And that's, that's in a lot of sci-fi, that kind of stuff. Yep. And you don't, you don't get, I remember one I read just a short story somewhere where the guy has that technology and he's, it's the whole short story is what do I do with it? You know, should I release it? And then like for the hundredth time, these neighborhood kids are playing in his front yard. He's like, well, fuck them then. And he submits the research papers because he yep. knows someday someone will find it. Yep. And this guy does the exact opposite. Yep. He took <laughs> And you saw it coming, too, which is fun. He struggles over this decision to use it in the first place. Oh, yeah. He doesn't want to. It's it's done throughout the movie and very clear. Amiko's father is a paleontologist. Not a knows, very good one, by the way. nothing about paleontology. Two million years old. He knows nothing about paleontology. And he doesn't want to see the monster killed because he wants to study it and how it, it, it affects and all He's a crazy person. But keep in mind, you have to kill the monster. In 1954, they knew how old shit was. It wasn't yeah. like no, a I guess. Know. Okay. But so. I'm just saying that that's not even his biggest problem. Him being bad at his job is not my problem. Him fighting to preserve this unstoppable force of destruction is a terrible decision. I don't know, because I was kind of on his side. No. I'm sorry, I am. Follow this through, though. All right. If you're Dr. Surizawa. I'm already lost. You're Dr. Put an eye patch. Cover an eye. Oh, there we go. You're Dr. Surizawa. And he never has to do any interacting with Amiko's father. But what do you think? But he knows him. That's where she knows him from. He right, used to work right. together. But he never in the movie has to really interact with him. What do you think Dr. Surizawa would say to uh, Mr. Mr. Yamane? Dr. Yamane. I guess he's probably a doctor, right? He's probably a scientist. Yeah, I think he was. Dr. Yamane about wanting to study how this thing evolved into being an unstoppable force like you're probably going to use that for evil now i gotta kill you too that's what i think his his take on it would be all right why would you want that information out for anyone to use like that's great we just we just this is post-world war ii we just stopped hitler well actually to be fair they were on his side i guess oh yeah right i guess guess we got to think about that for a second but we just saw the evil third reich let's equip them with whatever Godzilla's got going on that makes them impervious to death. No, see, he, like was, he was coming at it like, we need to help the people who were affected by the bombs. Like, what? Like, there's a way to help see. Surizawa was trying to do something good too, but he realized what would happen with it. Yeah, but he you know, he also said that he hadn't, if he could find something good to do with it. So it's, he was looking for it. Because right. then he probably would have released it, sure. even with its potential to you be. You follow my point here, though. That I do. If, if you even try to use that for good, then people will figure out how to use it for you. But I'm saying that I believe your boy, substitute Jesus, Dr. would. Sure <laughs> I think that if he had found something, he would have released it, even with its ability for evil. He just hadn't been there yet and like, he hadn't been able to find it. So he was still, but he's still too good of a person to. Uh, to release it without that. But well, I don't he, think he's that good. We don't have to wonder what he would do because he did find a good use for it. He did release it. Oh. And then what did he choose to God do? Goddamn. That is a point. <laughs> that is a point to use, sir. This is the part of the movie that always makes me makes me tear up a little bit because his sacrifice is so 
earned. And you had no idea that was something human beings could do. Still, still, still wondering. The part where the mom, when Tokyo is being destroyed and she's with her kids it's and she's horrible. like, we're going to, we're going to see, see dad. your dad soon. We'll be where daddy is soon. I said, no, you not you. How about those reporters on the, uh, they had it coming. I know, but they were there to the last and he's just like on the way down, like, this is it for us. See you later. <laughs> Goodbye. Farewell. Yep. Pretty much. Trying to think, was there somebody? What what other monster movie? Oh, in Nope, there was that one reporter who the TMZ guy who mm. went listen and he took his camera and he went down too. Yep. <laughs> this is the thing; these movies are usually proliferated by a bunch of stupid people, and this one gives you some good looks at people who aren't stupid who just are in the wake of it and do not deserve it. Oh, the radiation poisoning with yep. the girl where Amico's there helping out, you yep. know, after the attack, and the kids just crying and crying. I liked how much of this one. And this is something that lacks in most of the other ones, easy to say, is the emotions of the fallout of this thing being what changes their opinions. Amiko breaks her secret, you know, breaks her trust and tells the secret to her boyfriend because she sees what is happening and she can't keep it a secret anymore. And I like that it wasn't just a simple like, she had to wrestle with that decision. I like that these are people wrestling with what's right versus, you know, their word or what's right versus their accomplishments. Because okay. everybody kind of, not everybody, because again, her father's a whack job. No, he's not. I think he's doing the same thing. Like she broke, you know, she saw what had happened. Pete, he thinks it was two million years ago. <laughs> Look, I'm bad at math too, so I understand. This guy, if something new appears, you don't destroy it. You got to like hang up that. I mean, good Lord, the people on the endangered species, people well, would go nuts. If they were destroying Tokyo, they wouldn't be endangered. They'd be dead. That's the oh, point. What do you mean? If, if you were taking endangered species, yeah, yeah. if their thing wasn't just that there were so few of them, it's that they came into Tokyo, destroyed it, but and murdered a bunch of people. only one that's possibly older than two million years old? You're just going to keep letting it rampage? Yeah. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of people. It makes no sense for you. Dude, you got to gotta see what that thing's about. Is it weird that this is a Japanese movie made for Japanese audiences? Now, again, they obviously gave us the Raymond Burr version, too. But it's an anti- nuclear war movie well yeah they got bombed twice but the lesson is being taught to the japanese well there was isn't there and i'm, I'm on shaky ground here wasn't there a sense of like humbleness after like oh, atonement for sure but like it just feels suffering with the two cities going it just feels weird that they're being punished twice for this they didn't develop the bomb they didn't test the bomb they didn't drop the bomb they also got the fallout from the bomb. That seems, I mean, I know that in real and life, that's, that's comparable. Right, but right. With the way that this movie does it, it always seemed weird to me that, like, shouldn't Godzilla be attacking us? But see, then, yeah, yeah. But Shirazawa then shows the better path. Right. The, like, you so it's, you don't have to tell me about my boy, Daisuke. I understand. <laughs> right, right. But I guess that's the, that's the point. It's saying, like, look, we're better. We wouldn't make the choice that other people, that, you know, America made. True. So maybe it is just a slap in the face. I just always felt bad for them that they had, you know, Hiroshima and Nagasaki destroyed by nuclear war, and then Tokyo gets destroyed by the by the second fallout. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, it's... Mm. See, in most of the Godzilla movies, too, Godzilla's my guy. He's, you're, he's sure. supposed to be, right? Yes. He doesn't kill a lot of people. He mm-hmm. doesn't eat people. He doesn't yeah. do any of that stuff. So watching him just be the force of nature, and like you said, everyone left in the wake and how awful it is, I say, hmm, Godzilla, I can't like you quite as much with that history. Yeah, he's a he's a collateral damage machine. 
which I like though in the other movies. Yes. He's uh, the end of Avengers. It's a very bloodless. Yeah, a very bloodless kind of destroy everything you see. See, I think this is the one where the human stuff worked, and I think that's why it's the best one. Oh, especially, and I'm looking at the legend, and you know, well, when Godzilla is with the bad ones, where he's there's the little kid hanging out with baby Godzilla. Yeah, those kind of work when those, you're a kid watching those. Yeah, I was going to agree; those are completely work. Yeah, so. but they don't work until this Kong versus Godzilla. I like this one because it doesn't push the human stuff, the direction you expect it to. There is a love triangle in this movie, but it is played so much in the background that it never has to take up your field of view. That's true. It is very minor. It's just like the one line, like, Hey, I'm going to ask your dad for, you know, for permission tonight. And then it seems to exist solely to make Amiko's choice to break her bond more serious, more, more significant. Yes. All right. Because he gets it right from the beginning. He knows. Shirozawa? Shirozawa knows that they're not going to be together. He just knows it. Like, he's, he knows that she's with... Um, the tugboat captain or whatever Ogata. that was. I don't remember his name. He's, tug, he's tugboat captain. He's Ogata. Okay. They call him Ogata, but this is what I always confuse about these names. Because Shirozawa is the last name. Amiko is a first name. But they call her Amiko. They call him Shirozawa. They call him Ogata, which is a last name. Because his first name is Hidato. But they never call him Hidato. They call him Ogata. So do just men have their last name used and then women have their first name? It's very confusing to me. I call people by all sorts of different names. They call it... Maybe that's just what's happening there. They call her Father Dr. Yamane or Dr. Yamane. I can never get it right. Father Dr. Yamane. That's all. Mouthful. So it's weird to me that she just has her first name and they all use their last names. Because I like Hidato better than Ogata. I don't have an opinion. But everybody's on just that. running around. Like they're, they're betrothed to each other. They're, they're going to get married and she's just running around like, Ogata, we got to do this. And I'm like, this is last name. It's weird to me. And it's not the inverted part of it. That is that is his straight last name. It's weird to me that she just calls him that. That's just scripting. I don't know. I don't know either. I'm going to But I, I enjoy no opinion. that it gives you the one to just deepen the sacrifice a little bit more. He's got to tell he to toe, you know, take care of her. I hope you're happy together. See you later. I'm peace out. <laughs> you know, like they, they, that little added thing without ever having to make it the focus of the movie adds a lot to Amiko's decision. It adds a lot to Sarazawa's sacrifice. And it gives Hidato the only kind of like thing he has going on in the movie because it is not his movie. No. That, you're right, though. And that works because it's not dragged out. How sh- I didn't look at the runtime for this movie. Oh, I think it was. I don't remember. I, I want to say it wasn't. It was 94 at most. It was. Yeah, it was very close to my 90 minute mark. Yeah. So. And that's why, because they don't waste your valuable time showing you these pointless emotions. Like, right. oh, we need to draw this out. Like, I get it. No, and that's perfect. And you're right. It adds that level. It's paced perfectly. We get an initial understanding something's going wrong. It's starting to get more and more towards civilization. You finally see it pop over that mountain. Well, it's fun just hearing about it, too. It's like a very like uh, investigative kind of beginning yeah. to the movie where, oh, this many buildings fell down. This many boats have gone missing. And it's... Then you get... The debate in government, what to do, the military's got to get involved. They try to prevent it from hitting land. It fails miserably, destroys Tokyo. That's when the shit hits the fan, because by then Amiko knows that something exists that can destroy it. So Amiko knows that it can be stopped at that point, but doesn't want to do it, doesn't want to tell anybody about it, because she made a promise that she's already going to break a second promise to this man, and she knows it, so now she's going to break a, you know, another one. 
It's tough, tough for Amico, and her father's a crazy person who wants to study <laughs> him. He's he's doing it for the greater good. He needs to help yeah. everyone. Yeah, somewhere he's, in Germany in 1939, see, no, there see, was a poster where uh, it, was, it was something was for the greater good. There, I feel too. like you're willfully misconstruing this. I feel like you're missing the point of if you give one good I person get that point, but that's a. Uh, that's what she was trying to do. She's saying, go ahead oh, and use what, your thing. That's literally what she said? Yeah, she said, <laughs> yes, that's exactly what she, it was a different movie, I feel. Yeah. No, no, but she did the same thing that her father was trying to do, but for a different cause. She's like, oh, you need to use this to help these poor people who are crying because their mother is dead with radiation. She, she's right, but you got it backwards. She's right because it tipped that way, because it wasn't worth it beforehand, because of the destruction it could cause in the future itself. Until the destruction became so unbearable that it tipped. Unbearable is subjective. It's Yes, and subjectively, she's like, well, she's destroyed Tokyo. I'm going to have to do this. Meanwhile, her father is not considering the consequences at all. <laughs> That's also a valid point, but I'm not going to admit it to you. You, don't, you know what? You don't need to be concerned when you're helping people. <laughs> you don't need to be concerned when they're helping no. people. That is, I'm putting that on your... your as long- <laughs> You can do whatever you want, as long as you're helping folk at the end. I don't think that's true. This movie was directed by Ashiro Honda, who directed eight Godzilla movies. He got into some of the fun ones, too. Okay, so I'm trying to think of franchise. Like, is this, would this be the longest, like, currently running franchise? It is. Okay. There are movies that are, obviously, you get more versions of them after something yeah. that was older that they'll make more to but it's considered the longest running franchise because it's been consistently having releases yeah because it's all it's every few years it predates bond by almost a decade no by six years but you know there's the other monsters like frankenstein and that's what i mean like yeah. but they're not in the same continuing series no they just pop up it's like jesus every so often yes and not the same character necessarily either just a mummy yeah yeah exactly so this one is the considered the I think uh, what's whatever judges that I did read it considers it the longest running series in film history, which makes sense. I know that they gave Godzilla a star on the Hollywood Walk of, Walk of Fame. And it has to be consistent. I hope it's a big one. It has to be consistent. <laughs> it should be a whole block. It has to be consistent because you know King Kong came out in '39. Yes. They still make King Kong movies, but they're not a they're not a series of movies. Somebody just occasionally remakes it or uses the character again. Whereas this Godzilla thing's just been going right in, in one shape or another, yeah. and he's. Everywhere too, pop culture. Usually a giant lizard shape, <laughs> for the most. Well, yeah, even more lizardy in that '98 version. But he he pops up everywhere else. Like when I was, you remember being a kid, he would show up in all the cartoons a lot of the time, just as a character. Yeah. In uh, any show I can think of, he's just always around. Like everyone knows Godzilla. Yeah, because he's everyone's friend. After a certain point, the series yeah. goes Godzilla. Then you get Godzilla raids again, where it's a similar story. Yeah, then you, you get right into kaiju battles. He's fighting King Kong in the next one. Oh. And then Mothra the next one. Was that one. Destroy All Monsters? No, it was then Godzilla you... versus King Kong. Really? That's yeah. just what it was called? Yes. Okay. Then the next one is Godzilla versus Mothra. And then, you, then you're getting into all those. Destroy All Monsters comes not that too far after that, yeah. And then it, it you know you start getting your sides. Who are the good ones? Who are the bad ones? Yeah. Godzilla was such a hit that by the time Godzilla Mothra came out, there was a successful Mothra movie already. They were just combining the franchises. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because all of the clone, like the ripoffs, yeah. which I think I read when I was looking up to find out why this one was different than the one that I thought I remembered from my childhood as being the original, that it 
the it got released because a re-release of King Kong had just come out like a year or two before, and it's mm-hmm. they they that's where the idea came from was watching that. Yeah, this movie is infinitely better than King Kong. I don't disagree. I always liked Godzilla because it was Godzilla versus Kong. As a, I don't know how it was for you, but that's what it was for me. Like those are the two. Yeah, and I I feel like when I was very very young, I liked King Kong, but mm-hmm. I was a Godzilla. Like I'm a Godzilla guy from I don't know why. There's something cool about him. We've talked about before when we get the last Godzilla versus King Kong movie, which is I thought really good, and they had a battle and someone had to win, and they's like, oh, someone will win. And I was like, well, Godzilla's gonna win, and he did win because he was, was focused. He is one thing. He's got one thing mind. to do. That's right. Godzilla is is, a, is is one unstoppable thing. King Kong is like very human-like, and that means he's easily distracted. He has emotions, and there's other things he cares about. I tell you, when we watched that movie. The Kong versus Godzilla. I think I watched it on HBO Max when we were allowed to call it that. <laughs> was it even HBO Max, or was it HBO Go back then? I think it was HBO, HBO Max now. first okay. year when they put all those movies out because of the pandemic. It was nice. We could sit at home and watch Suicide Squad and Godzilla versus King Kong and Mortal Kombat, and I really enjoyed that year. On the Disney Plus network, yeah, I paid for what the Mulan. Like yeah. I paid the thirty dollars to right. get it ahead, and I still haven't watched yep. it. I remember. So, <laughs> but I mean, I still haven't watched it. No. When, when I was watching that movie, and the movie starts and it immediately gives Godzilla a B plot, I'm like, "Well, you're not winning because you have." Oh yeah, yeah. There's another ending for you that doesn't involve having to win this battle, whereas Godzilla has no B plot. So it, it couldn't have made it any more obvious who was going to win that we fight. We started with King Kong being locked up, and he's upset at being like all these emotional things he's got to unpack before yes. the end of the movie. And yeah. then we got, oh, there's Godzilla. It's it's kind of like the first Rocky in a way, where Sylvester Stallone's character is wrestling with all these things, whereas... <laughs> yeah, you know what? I don't think... They should have I do like Sly Stallone. They should have King Kong running up some steps. Godzilla level? He finds a hammer. He does. He does find a hammer. That's his B plot. That was that was King Kong's. We're making a second one. The second Kong. I heard that. Yeah. I'm not sure it's called versus this time because I think they've put that in the past because they've already. I mean, they showed respect at the end. They did. It's pretty. It's pretty great. And they both have their own little kingdoms. How badass was it when they teamed up too against Mechagodzilla? I really like that. I know. We heard from your son on this podcast, and he liked that movie, and he said that he thought they were going to fight. And then Fred, your sister, his sister thought they were going to end up teaming together. And he's like, and she was right. And he was kind of depressed about the fact that she was right. He's, he's very young. He was seven or six when he saw it, I think. So yeah. he doesn't understand the story beat yet. But uh, let me spoil this for you. They're always going to team up. They're always going to team up. That's right. He'll but, get there. He's a Godzilla guy. Oh, I don't know. But wouldn't it be like cool Kong. to be like, be able to go back and not know that? Not, not sit there like me going, well, King Kong has a second thing that he can win on, so there's no way he's winning. Because your son's not thinking that. He's just enjoying the awe and spectacle of the movie, which I wish I could do that again. That is a good point. Yeah. He had probably entertained by that movie more than anybody, and I really liked it. I try to think back to, like... just that feeling to recapture it because it is tough when you see yeah. enough things you just you like you said you get yeah. the beats to this i i do like and i think that's why i like movies like that because you can sense it right like you know you know when it's good and if you get to see it too especially with like a kid who or somebody who hasn't seen it before yeah. and who isn't old and apparently just learning about things <laughs> like decency and kindness from godzilla hey i've still not i've still never seen it twice <laughs> just throw that out there so no i the only time the only saw, time you see it is when you watch Godzilla in 1954. Well, no, I, there was one other person who sacrificed themselves for the greater good, and his name was Dr. Surizawa in the 2019 Godzilla <laughs> King of All Monsters. Oh, that's right. 
but it's not it's not nearly as good as this one because this is that is a choice that is you know somebody has to do it this is a thing that nobody has to do this in the first place he can just choose to not do anything do you like too that it, you're right to him how how awesome he is he knows how weak people are he knows that yes. it could be he could cave into temptation yep. it could be tortured out of him he's knowing in that moment he's just been talked into using it once and this is, and he know, and in that moment, he knows there's only one outcome if he wants to, but like keep to his ideals. They gave him a goddamn eye patch. They knew this is the coolest guy in the world. Does he need the eye patch? No. Does We're he, gonna give him one because he's that fucking cool. Is there ever anywhere a bad eye patch character? Mm, I think that I'm positive there is in but, those those Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Yeah, but they usually end up like cool or good or something you know what i mean like i don't think there's just a, a schlutzy poorly written hey this guy's got an eye patch and we don't like him it's true i'm i'm everyone who has an eye patch is cool like you're saying i think everywhere at all time i'm gonna go rip my eye out right now i just think I'll, if i take both eyes out i'm gonna go how cool would i be i'm gonna go jump in the lake with an oxygen destroyer and cut the untether myself because <laughs> i'm the coolest god damn i guess so that the the idea of the oxygen destroyer is pretty great. Like, how would you say? Because let's not let's not mince words about how fucking cool Doctor Shirazawa is. This motherfucker solos a Godzilla. <laughs> you know the way Did Godzilla was. I are right, a man single handedly destroyed Godzilla with one eye. He's hmm. yeah. the coolest guy in the history I, of movies. Right. That's fair, but I think Godzilla when it was underwater, just the way he was moving, it looked like yeah. he was waving hello. So I feel like maybe they could have been friends. Well, I think he, I think game recognizes game. Oh, just like in Kong versus Godzilla. That's right. I think game Godzilla. recognizes game. I think, right. I think if he had a cap to Doth, he would have tipped it. <laughs> and perhaps Shirazawa tipped his oxygen or his helmet before he went. I've just never gotten over the fact that Shirazawa single-handedly destroys Godzilla. It's the most badass thing in the entire world. Because no one else ever beats Godzilla. Maybe no, I they think do it does happen again. But this guy did his first time out with no information. That's pretty good. And he, he, again, morally correct, too. How about, too, this... I mean, I'm not saying movies didn't have this kind of ability before Godzilla, but it's 1954. Narratively, interesting, they don't show you what his weapon is. They tease it. They come back to it in flashbacks so you can see what it was Amigo was reacting to. Yeah. That's advanced filmmaking, for for a kaiju movie in 1954, if I say myself, I don't think we were doing a lot of that. Well, the special effects were cool, like advanced good, at the yeah. time too. Yeah. I think I read somewhere that suit weighed like 200 something, 220 pounds or something to walk around in. Yeah, but it's cool. I wouldn't do it. I would, and then I'd play basketball against Charles Barkley. I believe everyone, the main characters, actors are all passed away now. One died very recently. Hidato died just a couple years ago, maybe last year. Holy cow! Yeah. What, 70th anniversary? Uh, let me do math now. Yeah, it's going to be the 70th. So that is, that is really old. Yep. Good yep. for him. Yep. He didn't have any of that Godzilla radiation poisoning. Nope. Amiko comes back as a character in, the, in one of the later movies because it ties into Dr. Surizawa's oxygen destroyer. Someone has recreated it. I knew, see, I was going to say, the problem is once you use something and you know it's out there, True. someone can then, like, they know it's possible, True. so they'll figure that shit True. out. But it took 40 years. Yeah. So right. that's still pretty right, right. good. Uh, he kept that secret as long as he could. So the secret cap is about 40 years. And the world was very different 40 years later than it was right in 
post-war, you know, if, if, you know, maybe he's saying if Japan had this technology, maybe they're going to go and figure out how to use it to get payback. You know, like the, we're not in a place where we can have this right now. He had a lot of different things behind his it's choices. It's impossible for me to put myself in the mindset of post-World War II Japan. <laughs> but, or somebody so good. I That's it's still shocking to me. And so badass. Because, like, what would his I life bet. have been like had he lived? He's like, I can just kill a Godzilla. He'd be unstoppable. You know the governments would have to hunt him down. It is fascinating. Because they would know. To, somebody would figure it out. You didn't see Oppenheimer. I was going to say, it is no, fascinating to talk about because it's a this. remake. It is fascinating. It's a remake of Godzilla. It is fascinating to talk about this movie in the year of Oppenheimer, where we see both sides of the... Oh, I'm just... See, I think it's the same movie. It's a guy struggling with, what do I do with this? He wasn't struggling that hard. He was just happy to do the accomplishment. You should watch the movie. He didn't struggle at all? He didn't struggle at all until it benefited him to struggle. Mm. Until it benefited him to look like, maybe I should say something about where this is going to go, what this is going to do. Like, when he's building the thing, nothing's stopping him. So this Oppenheimer is a real jerk, you're saying. Yes, the man who gave us the worst thing in the history of the world is was not uh, the best guy in the world. Hmm. The movie lets him off the hook. Hot take. The movie lets him off the hook a little bit, but it's mostly all post creation. It doesn't. He doesn't stop that hard to think about it while he's doing it. He's he's pretty sure he has to do it. Where Sarazawa is way better than. Well, nobody's developing what Sarazawa is doing. The difference is Oppenheimer's developing a bomb at a time where Germany's developing a bomb. Now, the problem is, Pete, Germany was defeated before we used those bombs. Japan wasn't oh, developing I know. a bomb. I remember history. And he's helping pick the targets. He's not He's not a hero. But I guess I don't know that part No, you should watch the movie. Well. Again, it's three and a half hours. That's true. So it's going to be tough for me to sit there. And you've kind of just explained it to me, so I think I get it. Yeah, it's really good, though. Cillian Murphy, fantastic. Oh, I know. They're all, anyone in the Nolan movie is good. Those are always good movies, but... Three and a half hours. Three and a half hours. And Godzilla doesn't even show up until December of the year. I know. What is up with that? I'm very excited that this is, I'm just taking this as a sequel to Oppenheimer. <laughs> There's no, you know what? It, it fits though, right? Because that's how this worked out. I saw a criticism. I think Spike Lee had a criticism of Oppenheimer, which is a. Spike I'm, Lee is still doing things? Yeah, he's criticizing better movies than he's ever made. All right then. He's uh, got to keep busy. He's criticizing that there's no focus on uh, Japan post dropping the bomb. You don't see any of their reaction. I think he misunderstood the movie. That's not, that's not the point of the movie. That's the, the point of the movie is all about Oppenheimer. That's why it's called that. It's not called <laughs> when we dropped the bomb on Japan. It's not a fake out, but on the surface, it does make sense. Like this affected this you're, you're, you're guessing at the theoretical effects this will have in the future. Why don't you just show the actual effects it had in real life? Because it's about the effects it had on the man who did it. It's a very, yeah, it's not, so I think he's missing the point. It's a biopic as opposed to whatever yeah. Spike Lee thought it was. If you take that, it, Spike Lee. If you open it up to discussing all forms of what happened, you're not making a movie Where anymore. You you're writing a textbook. Right. Yeah. This was a very personal thing. It does show you those effects. It, it, they're just done in a different way. But I do understand also that like these things weren't used theoretically. They were used in reality. We should maybe spend at least a second talking about what it did to those people, which is why we have Godzilla. Yeah. So Oppenheimer created Godzilla. And that's coming out in December? December 1st. The Shin Godzilla, not Shin Godzilla, that was the... Godzilla Minus One. Godzilla Minus One. So, why is it called that? Do you know? Is there a reason? I, I did think, I think I did read the reason, but I don't remember what it is now. Okay. I think there was, there was a, a reason where it made sense what, that was the title, but I don't okay. remember what it was. So Oppenheimer creates Godzilla. Surizawa destroys Godzilla. Uh, Surizawa defeats Oppenheimer. 
I like it. Yes. Ooh, Oppenheimer versus V. Sirizawa. We don't even need to call it. He didn't even have an eye patch. No. He just quoted Hindu scripture. That's what it was? I think so, That's all he's bringing to the table? It's a pretty cool quote. Yeah, but eye patch. Like, he said, no, I am become death. And Surizawa said, look at my eye patch, bitch. And then he blew up a Godzilla. Then waved a Godzilla, and that was it. And then cut the cord. Pretty incredible. I wonder if the oxygen destroyer could work in air. (laughs) I've thought about this the whole time. I wondered, because when Godzilla pops up to the top there, and also I wondered just... Assuming they destroyed that whole bay, there wasn't much left in it. Sure. Nothing, you know, Godzilla ate everything is the implication. When he pops up at the end, because at first they said, you know, it uh, destroys all the oxygen in the water. So I'm like, well, Godzilla's up there breathing, but also it liquefies all the yeah. oxygen in your body. Yeah. So he was already dead. That was a, a, a death gasp. No. If Shirazawa had just kept the suit on, do you think it would have got him? Because he's getting the oxygen, no. he would have been fine. He could I think have sat there. So it was even more, and he wouldn't have died. It was He was fine in the water. For him. It was that he's not coming back. Right, and he knew that. It's it's such Obviously. A, an unexpected thing from, maybe a lot of that's colored on, having seen so many kaiju movies before I saw the original yeah, Godzilla. Because yeah. again, I watch these things on Fox they were on all the channels yeah. all the time. You get marathons on Saturdays and Sundays, and you just sit there and watch them fight Destroya and you know Mechagodzilla and just watch them over and over again, with yep. these bad dubs. And then you see this movie, and it's like, oh, this was like very serious. And like I, keep, I kept waiting for Raymond Burr to start talking in English at some point and describing what was happening. I, like, I know that the movie's bad, but I love that they brought him back to film scenes to insert into another movie <laughs> That's, 30 years later. It's pretty funny. It is pretty amazing. That's been 40 was years it, since was then. Was it played for the comedy, or was this just no, no. like someone's just, like, I've got an idea? They just were like, let's do it again. Just get him back. And Raymond Burr is going to be running around. Is his, his character name? Steve Martin. Really? Yeah. Was Steve Martin born yet? In, I'm sure he was born in 54. I don't know. I'm sure of it. He's, he's in his 70s. Man. So, yeah. Okay. So, I'm sure he was born, but I don't think they, I don't think they stole his name. I, I mean, he came out with that gray hair. I know that. Yeah. I've seen the old videos. Yes. <laughs> Little baby Steve Martin with his white hair. Yep. He lost his first tooth, and he's just like sitting there next to, uh, what's his name? I don't know. The other guy. <laughs> the other guy. Who was the other Martin guy? Martin Short. Yes. Yeah. That's who it was. Yep. Not King Todd. They have a show on Hulu that I watched all of. I have not seen it. Murders, only murders in this building? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it yet, but I really want to. How is it? It's okay. Uh, that is not a ringing endorsement. <laughs> It's okay. Uh, I'm but surprised. I like Steve Martin and Martin Short. It's it's the, it's the good Martin Short. I'll say that. It's not the yeah, unintelligible. There is, there's like two sides of the Martin Short. There's the really, really funny one. Yes. great. And this is there's the, why. This is the really good Martin Short where he's great in it. Everyone's great in it. It's just, uh, I don't know. I'm not, a, I'm not a big murder mystery person. So when these things happen and they're revealed, I'm like, I don't have any reaction to this. Oh, maybe that's going to be the downfall for me too. I don't is, care who did it. <laughs> that's the thing. I'm, just, I'm not be funny. Who, I and think it is funny, so. Knives Out was the only movie that I ever really cared. You know, Clue. I like the first Clue. Didn't care who did it. The first Clue? Didn't care who did it. You yeah, don't even nothing. get an ending in Clue. You got three different endings. Depend- oh, I feel like we talked about it before, and I think I told you, but some movie did it. Oh, you told me, did you? I, I did. I told you, sir. What the fuck? I don't know. Maybe it was Into the Spider-Verse, or it had like oh, different differences, yeah. but I don't, I've don't. i completely forgotten. Somebody go back to the tapes. Listen back. It wasn't on the show, I don't think. I think it was. Unless somebody's bugging your garage. Mm. Maybe they are. I know I've seen a bunch of bees in there. I should probably look for a nest. 
What? I was going to look up notes. <laughs> oh, I don't have, I don't, I have notes and I have tea to soothe my sore throat. Oh, the destruction of Tokyo looks great. The use of miniatures looks great. Oh yeah. Still 70 years later. I think the train, well, again, it's years later. I was just, I was comparing and contrasting with the King Kong when he attacks the train in New York, mm-hmm. but completely different. It was 30. Yeah. That's a lot of time difference. 33. But it, it still holds up now, to your point. It holds up great. It looks great. There's mm-hmm. there's a great shot of a helicopter that's clearly a model that gets blown over on the set with the uh, when the water's hitting because Godzilla's coming up. It looks great. Oh. And I'm like, I know this is a model, but it looks... Just use models, people. They look well, great. Well, the atomic breath. Just yes. the way it hit things. The way it... The it lit melt. up his back, too. Yep. That was awesome. cool. The... Oh, how cool is that? I mean, that was a nice part of the, the new Godzilla when he, yes. his spine lit up in San Francisco. Yep. Like, Fuck Yeah. And that that noise, I looked it up too. The original one that they made his his um, the Godzilla sound. It, it, it was a perfect Godzilla. A sound. double bass. I assume that's some kind of guitar or something. And then Pete, I told glove. you this, but you didn't know the glove. You said like a mesh glove or I something. I didn't say a mesh glove. What I did said you they say? took a glove and they rubbed it over a bass. And yeah. you said today I looked it up. I did look it up because it was a double bass, oh. whatever, that, or a double bass. It could be two fish. You I don't know. You never clicked any of those links attached to it, though. <laughs> no, of course not. And then it was a glove with like pine tar and all this mm-hmm. stuff stuck to it. So mm-hmm. it wasn't just a glove. Okay. And then afterwards, they used lots of, and, and there's been lots of different stuff used to make the noise afterwards. But <laughs> this has been another version of Pete told me. That's right. Something that I already told him. It but relates I, it like it's new news. Speaking of which, you got any Nick Cage? Oh, you think I don't have Nick Cage news? We waited this long? You want, oh boy. I don't even, I'm not even going to give you a choice. You're getting some uh, hot Nick Cage news from fresh off the presses of the NCNN, Nick Cage News Network. All Nick, all Cage. Nicholas Cage is a big fan of Godzilla. Wow. He's like, he likes it. And whoever did, I have notes, hang on a second. Adam Wingard, yep. he did uh, the Godzilla versus Kong. He also directed The Guest. He's doing Face Off next. 2. And Nicolas Cage is interested because he's like, I really like that King Kong yeah. versus Godzilla. He did Your Next, Pete. I'm next to what? Have you seen that movie? He did a movie you've seen called Your Next. Which one? Is that the home invasion one? The Barbara Crampton movie where she I dies first. I didn't know it was Barbara Crampton yet. <laughs> That's true. I hadn't, well, I mean, I guess I knew, but she didn't mean what she means to me now, having watched her in so many different films. Could Nicolas Cage play Dr. Sarazawa? I think he needs to, or he needs to be in a Godzilla movie. So there's also lots of pictures on the internet of him wearing Godzilla stuff, like just t-shirts and hats. If I'm not mistaken, I believe that the character in the new movies that is Dr. Surizawa, his first name is not Daisuke, it's Ishiro for the director of the original Godzilla and the seven, and seven subsequent films. I'm pretty positive that's right. What does that have to do with Nicolas Cage? He can be Ishiro Surizawa. Oh, okay. He could be. After a and face-off surgery. There is something called Godzilla versus Wolfman that is apparently already filmed, and, is, and Nicolas Cage was holding up a big flag with a picture of it on it, or a sheet or something, but I didn't, I didn't click any of those links when words are different colors. I was about to say something I've never said to you. What? <laughs> Tell me more. Well, I didn't push the button, so uh. I did, but it's Godzilla. I think it's already made. Well, let me look at the, what I remember from what I saw. It's already been made. But it's not being released for some reason. But oh, I'm, no. I'm going to guess that there's a good reason. But the internet made it sound like it's super cool, and it should be released, and it might be being released. And I believe that Nicolas Cage is the reason why, because he's been fighting for it. Is that right? 
I just made that part up right now, but it feels right. Godzilla vs. Wolfman consists of a werewolf appearing in Japan, which becomes irradiated and grows to enormous size. Oh, God. This is the great. giant wolfman encounters Godzilla in the countryside, and the two monsters battle. Hmm. And it's already been made, and Nicolas Cage is going to bring it back. I'd watch that. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't think there's a Godzilla movie I haven't seen. Well, I haven't seen the Shin ones, but like when they come to the theater, I usually go. There's only one Shin one. It's really good. I thought there were two for some reason. There's two versions of it on my voodoo because one's in English and one's in Japanese. Oh, oh, you know what? I think I tried watching the English one and I said, I can't do this. No, you got to watch it in Japanese. So I, I realized, but I'd already been like half an hour into the movie. So I'm like, I got to watch it at some other time because I can't do this again. I remember when Godzilla 2000 came out and that's when I think it reignited my love of the Godzilla franchise. What was I watched the Godzilla I was 2000? It was a Jap- another Japanese era of... Making Godzilla movies. I think he was green in that one. Maybe. I remember when that came out, and that reignited my love of Godzilla, which has not really died down since, because... Well, the th- he's everywhere. Like, anytime you ones. see him. Like, yeah. he's been on South Park or something, he pops up, and like I said, any of the animated stuff, you're always excited. So he's never really far from your thoughts, because Godzilla's always kind of around. No, and he's always there to put you back in your place if you screw up. Or help you, depending. That's what he does now. Not back then, but no. now. No, now. But it, that difference is fun, though, because as a force of nature, he's still really cool. But uh, watching the children crying for their dead parents is well, just heartbreaking. America has made has taken over the Defender Godzilla, but Japan's gone away from it because Shin Godzilla is not the Defender Godzilla. This Godzilla minus one is not the Defender Godzilla. So we've kind of cornered the market on making him a hero again, and they've gone back to making him Which the product coming- of our own shortcomings. As a, as a sequel to Oppenheimer is pretty fun. I love that it's true because I don't think it's on purpose, but maybe it is. Like, clearly, the both movies are in production for a long time, and everybody knows what Christopher Nolan's working on. So I'd like to think that someone said, we got to do a serious one. we got to make it right after World War II because this big World War II movie is going to come out. <laughs> yep. Yep. And we did it once, and it went like gangbusters. Perhaps it's called Minus One because it takes place before the original Godzilla. A prequel? Well, it says... Post-World War II, which obviously this is post-World War II. So you can make that anytime. But that movie is takes place in 1954. So if this movie's set in 1945, 1946, and it's an immediate reaction to it, perhaps that's why it's minus one, because it takes us back before any known timeline. But then it would be 1953. Could be. Because that's minus one. And you would they Could, rebuilt it, it, Tokyo he, in one year? You might have nailed city? it. You might have nailed it. Maybe he doesn't hit Tokyo. Plenty of places. Maybe you might have nailed it. You might have nailed what year it is. If it's 1953, that would make complete sense, wouldn't it? It would, math-wise. And you know how good I am at math. Well, I got to say, if you're the one who nailed this because of your math skills. Last night, I had you to work get late. You got an eye patch because you turned into a badass. <laughs> I, I talked to Kitty because I was working late, and she's like, I'm helping Fred with math. And I'm like, well, that seems like a bad idea. And a better, a better use of your time could be had because she's worse at math than me. Yeah. But That's I guess true, but. She, she went she went online to try to figure out how to help Fred with do her math homework. And then, I don't know how long, Fred was in tears. She was crying because she couldn't do her math. I think Kitty was in tears. I looked in, I looked in Fred's little agenda where she tells what her assignments are for the day. And it said, do this math. Don't do the hard part if you know how to do the easy part. And Fred knew how to do the easy part. And they were sitting there crying, trying to figure out how to do this hard stuff. So what she needed was help with reading. 
Yes. Yeah. I think that's what I just learned. Yeah. We really got to read every 20, 20 minutes a day. That's what they keep telling us. I'm going to guess she's 10. This hard part is like just slightly, it's like medium division. No, it was, it, it just multiply fractions. But if you're having trouble, like you draw the fractions out and it's like seven ninths. So you're getting like, how do you make a square 81 pieces? And it was nuts. It It's nonsense. I don't know how it makes it easier, but... I guess I could take a crack at it if you'd like me to. Maybe. Maybe when Fred gets home, you can. I'll, I'll bring on the notebook for you. Oh, I can't be here when she gets home. You see how that goes every time. She likes your hat. She's, she is the destroyer. She has become death, the destroyer of worlds. As opposed to Sam's Godzilla force of nature. Was Vishnu talking about Godzilla? Did Godzilla destroy any worlds in any of the later ones? Like, did he ever go to space or is he strictly he definitely went to space. I don't remember him in space. I, I remember the various space, space. In the cartoons, he did. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. All right. Because there were various Godzilla cartoons over the years as well. It's possible. That's what I'm thinking of. Right. I don't... Because I know a lot of his... The the kaiju came from space. It's cool that there's so many versions of the, the character, to be honest. That, that's what I'm saying. He's everywhere. That's why... Like, even more so than Kong, Godzilla's everywhere he's very much like james bond there's the roger moore era where he's got the kid there's the uh the serious era we get back to it with uh, timothy dalton we've we got our one-off with uh, matthew broderick that's uh, under majesty secret service except that movie's good so nolan's doing james bond possibly he's interested in right what if bond was godzilla bond bond versus godzilla versus werewolf it would. It's his follow-up to Oppenheimer. It's Godzilla as a spy trying to fix the wrongs in post-World War II. If he had a sense of humor, his follow-up Christopher to Christopher Nolan or Godzilla? If Christopher Nolan had a sense of humor, his follow-up to Oppenheimer would be a Godzilla movie. But he's British. <laughs> so, so they're not funny. So he doesn't have a sense of humor. I gotcha. Which is unfortunate. Because if I had made Oppenheimer and made a billion dollars and could do anything I wanted, I'd be like, I'm making a Godzilla movie. It would only make sense. Starring Nicolas Cage. Cillian Murphy as Dr. Robert Oppenheimer. And Nicolas Cage as, as Godzilla. Dr. Sirizawa. There it is every time. And Nicolas Cage as Dr. Sirizawa with Pete. Two I want eye, him to be Godzilla. Two eye patches. I told you that. I knew that was the coolest thing you could have is two eye patches. Two eye patches. That's right. I think this is gold. I don't disagree. I'm not sure where the werewolf fits in, but we'll get him in there. I think he's already made. The other day. And Nicolas Cage is involved. Pete was looking through Christmas movies. I think he's looking for what to pick for our upcoming Christmas spooktacular. And he said, there's a movie called Werewolf Santa. And I said, Pete, do you think that there's a chance that I don't know there's a movie called Werewolf Santa that I've already written a review for it and it's waiting to go up on the next full moon? I I don't know what I was thinking. But I was today, just excited. I did not know there was a Godzilla versus Werewolf. <laughs> See? So, I, I do know things. You did You did get me on that one. Drop some knowledge. That was a real gotcha moment. I've picked my Christmas movie. Ooh-hoo-hoo. And it's a great one. I did not pick a bad one. In fact, I went the opposite way. I picked something. Yeah, that's what you said. I said I was going to pick something fun, and then I was looking over the list last night, and I said, I just pick the movie I want to watch. Right. I think that's the feeling. Yeah. Although now Kitty has swerved, oh. despite her being a lock. She said, I think I'm going to pick the worst thing I can find. Oh, well, there you go. So now it's a real wild card, whatever Kitty's bringing to the table. I was down to two. I was down to Anne and the Apocalypse to make everybody watch I've a musical. I've never seen it. Love it. I don't like musicals. A zombie musical? Eh. A zombie Christmas musical, because it's a hat on a hat I know, we'll on see. I, I'm okay with the Buffy the Vampire Slayer musical, because it was like 40 minutes. Yeah. And I can kind of get through that. I, I didn't pick Anne and the Apocalypse. Okay. I picked the movie Better Watch Out. I don't. I've heard the title. What is it? It is a movie 
that you have to watch for yourself because I don't want to spoil anything for the well, fun that I had watching the movie. Give me the back of the VHS cassette read along. Babysitter is watching a young child and then home invaders come. Okay. And it is not the movie I expected it to be. Okay. That's all I need. I'm in. And I I watched that movie randomly because it had yeah, I didn't read the reviews. I just saw like it, for a horror movie it had decent buzz. And I watched it years ago, and I sat there, and I was like, this movie is something different than I expected. Very much enjoyed it. Recommended it to somebody who said the same thing to me. They were like, yeah, halfway through the movie, I was like, what's the deal with this movie? And then at the end of it, I was like, this movie was fucking insane. I'm like, I know. It's completely crazy. At the halfway point, does Raymond Burr show up and just start talking in English? He or does. in Japanese? He, no, he starts talking in, ja- yeah, in Japanese. <laughs> and it's weird, because he's been dead for a long time. <laughs> That's what made it really creepy. But actually, what's really strange is Steve Martin shows up, and his name is Raymond Burr. <laughs> Martin Short's still there. And it was the bad version of Martin Short, too. Oh, boy. It was the Jiminy Glick version. Oh, boy. And you said this was a fun one. Well, yeah. To a point. To a point. That's why halfway through it goes completely insane when Martin Short starts putting on the fat suit and doing his, his Halloween He did the spiel. cat in the hat, too, didn't he? That's Mike Myers. No, Mar- oh, Martin Short does. No, it's Mike Myers again in the cartoon. The cat oh, in the hat knows a lot about that. He did Edward Grimley. Oh, I think That's it's what Martin I Short. What? Edward Grimley. There's a reference that, for our 80s fans. That is, Ed I Grimley. vaguely remember that. I don't. He had the hair that stuck up and he walked funny and talked funny and he's very Canadian humor, which oh, is to say, yeah. which is very British humor. <laughs> so very, very not there. British humor is dry. Canadian humor is non-existent. This is the best way I can put it. It got attacked by moose. Like everything else that comes out of Canada, it's kind of cheap. Like a cheap version of funny cold air came out of kids. i like the kids in the hall that's yeah, canadian that is funny i like moose i think beavers are pretty funny you like uh that movie with brendan academy award winner brendan Fraser plays a mountie i've never seen <laughs> that movie. Either. i think sarah jessica parker's in that movie too i don't know why i would know that that is a lot of information to know but i'm jealous what is the movie even called is it the mountie no it's dudley do right isn't oh it? you're right no it's dudley do right no, you're right. No, it's Dudley. Do right. First base. I don't remember the end of that. Well, why didn't you say so? Left field. <laughs> why didn't you say so? It was left field, I think, right? Correct. This is a, a joke for our 1920s fans. <laughs> We're really... We got it all. Anything else to say about Godzilla, Pete? I don't think so. I'm going to look at my notes. But I You think took notes? I did. Well, you know what I did do? I listed a bunch of different monsters because it's like I was trying to figure out where Godzilla was in the pantheon of monsters. Oh, he's, he's the king. Well, the yeah. Hall. He, I know. We saw that. But I was wondering what his competition was aside from just the kaijus. And it's, I guess the universal ones count as monsters. Sure. I, I don't know. See, that's what I mean. I was I ran into trouble like immediately trying to figure out because then is Jaws a monster he or is. is he? He is. See, I we did this before. I separate them into different things. There's creatures. Dracula's a creature. It's okay, a, a man, that makes sense. A man yeah. who became monster, whereas whereas Jaws and his name's not Jaws. Whereas Jaws <laughs> and Godzilla are actual monsters. Okay, so like the thing. From wouldn't know, wouldn't know what well, it that's is. That's an I'm alien. A, so I'm like assuming predator, it's a creature anyway. Yeah, predator and alien. They're all creature, from aliens. Outer space. Creature, the creatures. Okay, even though they're aliens. Yeah. Well, Pan's Labyrinth has a bunch of. Never saw Pan's Labyrinth. Oh wait, no, I did see Pan's Labyrinth. But it's got all the. It's the creepy yeah, yeah. stuff, you know. And then I think you can tell that these are not Godzilla-like. No, see, that's the thing. But I didn't know what. It, I'm. So that's kaiju. That's giant. Yes. I was just trying to think of monsters, basically. 
Like the thing from Nope. That's a that's a giant kaiju monster, sure. Yeah. Godzilla, the thing from Nope, Bruce from Jaws. The King things, Kong. The things from Attack the Block were also monsters. Creature. Oh, creature? Okay. Alien. So monster has to be big? No. I just think they're separate it's like a weight class. <laughs> you want me to you want me to like I know that I do know that there might be a movie where a wolf man fights a Godzilla. <laughs> no, no, we don't I, But in I, reality, I'm not putting Lon Chaney's werewolf against against King Kong. No, I just I guess when I was doing it, I just realized that there is a lot of subdivisions in yes. the in the idea of a monster. Yes. So do you think Probably Jim, not. Do you think Jim Morrison got the Lizard King from Godzilla? He would have to have. I don't know. Yeah. Based on never having watched that movie, The Doors Godzilla? with No yeah, having never watched Godzilla or the movie The Doors with Val Kilmer, I, I'm gonna say with confidence that he got that from Godzilla. I think so too. He made that song up because he's like, you know who's great? You know who the king is? Godzilla. It's literally what he is. He's the he, lizard king. In fact, having never listened to any of his music really, aside from that one song. Five to one. Yeah, that one. <laughs> That's the one. I and knew then, which one he knew. My dad one time told, said, hey, there's this song. And he talked about it for fucking years. He's like, this song is great. It's was like, it Go-Go Godzilla? It was not Go-Go yeah, Godzilla. That would have been an amazing ending. Because my dad listens to like two things growing up. It was like Pat Benatar and the 50s greatest hits. Those were the two things he had. And it was only one Pat Benatar album. I don't even know which one. When I was growing up, I had Queen's Greatest Hits Volume 2 That's and a- The Best of Air Supply. Oh, man. That first one's a good one, though. It is. Where was I going with this? You're dead. My dad, oh, he kept talking about this song that's like a, a rager, right? And he really likes it. It finally came on one time because, you know, you didn't have an MTV, MTV wouldn't play this or whatever. It was Baby Light My Fire. And it was, he's like, oh, I just like that beat. And he started snapping his fingers. And I really, really didn't like the doors for a long time after that. All right. But having not listened to the song, he did say that Godzilla is the Lizard King. I think there's only one way to end this podcast. Uh, I thought you were going to do the Blue Oyster Cult. If I had downloaded it, I would have. Or the sound of a glove dipped into pine tar and resin dragged across the double bass. Oh, yeah, I could do that. No, that was a chicken. That was a bird. (laughs) He freed those birds. Well, if he was a dinosaur, he is a bird. So there. That's science. It's, I forgot how long this was. Imagine Hans Zimmer doing the score over Christopher Nolan's Godzilla. I can't imagine it. It'll have some of the... Oh, he does do that a lot. He does it now, yeah. I was watching Star Trek, the J.J. Uh, <gasps> Abrams remake. Uh-huh. My brother-in-law went to a uh, meet Captain Kirk at the event the other night. I got to talk to him to find out how that went. Wow. Yeah, I, I'm really curious. We're going to have to stop talking as soon as this ends. Oh, of course. It has a little bit of a flourish at the end. So any Wait. last words, get him in now. Mm. I do what I do for... Not my. What was that guy who said that speech? Something about dying for your country. You're gonna take all the words. Where's my dictionary? Let me start in A. Argvark. Banana. W. That's the flourish. Do it in. Oh no, this is gonna be great. So rest in peace, Doctor Scherzo. Who?